1: Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare, into the mirror Hello, everyone. Welcome to, uh, I was going to say Epic Things then. That's another podcast I I sometimes do. Welcome to Into the Neuroverse, Into the Neuroverse, where I uh, go on a journey into my neurodiversity, you see, and possibly yours, uh, if you're lucky. And with me is lovely Jamie Firth, my friend. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Um, My friend. (laughs) I think, you know what, I think just jumping straight in there. And actually, this is the topic we're going to talk about. So it's great. This is good. Um, The whole friend, the way I said my friend, then (laughs) reminds Mm. me of this odd man who's a comedy promoter. I won't say who he is. He's an odd man. Any comedian probably knows what I'm talking about. And I think he's, I think he must be very neurodiverse. But I don't, I mean, that's wrong, isn't it? Because I don't think you have very neurodiverse or less neurodiverse. You just have different neurodiverse. But anyway, I always remember him. I was walking down the hill and he saw me and I said, hello. And he went, and he was carrying like loads of mad stuff. Like, do you know, when someone's just carrying things and you sort of think, you probably don't need half of those things. Does that, does that make sense? What are we talking about? Like, out. Now. like a like a now. I mean, he was going to a comedy promotion gig, I guess. So he, dead. so he was just just carrying the tools of his trade then? Ca- yeah, uh, but it was it was like, oh, you probably could have left that there, you know, that kind of like, when you're walking up the street with just like 30 things on you, that, mm. you know, bags and hats and, and things, and you think, surely one of those could have, I don't know, I'm sure there's a better way to do this. I mean, I would have also been him carrying all that stuff many times in my life. God, it reminds me of when a uh, I was meant to be rehearsing on this play, on this show of my own, and I got one of the with well, the axe turned up and he had a car and I went, oh, do you mind just taking a load of my stuff with me to the charity shop? <laughs> like, before we started rehearsals, <laughs> we were about an hour and a half out of rehearsals, taking all this stuff to a charity shop. Um, I mean, that's just rude, isn't it? With hindsight. People, often, but, people often don't really understand the glamour of the industry, do they? <laughs> You don't... it's rude it's bad for the show so it's bad for me it's ruining rehearsal okay so bang 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 anyway i remember this man walking up the hill towards me carrying all this stuff and i went oh hello and he sort of did this he was obviously his head was going through a lot of stuff he was obviously on some kind of little journey at the time his mind rather than his head and he totally saw it sort of
0: my friend it's my friend <laughs> <laughs> it's, he couldn't remember your name. Is that, is no, that he couldn't what remember, was going? He
1: couldn't remember my name. That's that's bang on true. But also, uh, I it just sort of it was such an odd way. My friend, <laughs> it was very sweet, very sweet, uh, but also quite weird. Right, that was a long introduction, uh, unnecessary tangent. But this week, so big change in the show. Big change in the show. Probably very little change. Probably people won't really notice the the difference.
0: I mean that's insulting to you, Jamie, isn't it? Now, but I mean we're just we're so unconfident about the format that why not why not play with it every week? Uh, why since not constantly? The, uh... I, I don't what it is is like. I so I should explain this to
1: people who haven't listened before. So I I am diagnosed with ADHD and I think I have autism. That is a long term goal to find out somehow through the podcast but we haven't set that we haven't worked out the parameters of that have we or how that works so we need to look at that at some point probably but not today anyway ADHD an autistic person here you know not unlike not likely I'm dyspraxic I don't think I'm dyslexic <laughs> so I've got three of the four I think there's more we need to look into that Jamie we need to do some research on we actually need we right big point we don't know what we're talking about But we're here to share my experiences of living in a neurotypical world. I only found out a few years ago and it sort of made me go, oh my God, I've been living my life, you know, in sort of this strange, slightly terrified, uncomfortable way because I don't feel I fit in. And now I'm like, oh, actually, I'm okay as I am. And uh, I just need more tools to navigate the world or I just need to go, fuck off world. Here I am. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. That's from a song. So, come on, Colin, back up. I'm quite tired. I didn't think I'd be this tired. I thought I was ready to go. So, I, my oh, we should talk about that at some point, just how tiredness affects the neurodiversity so much, so much. Anyway, so changing the format a little bit, normally I do a long chatter. Uh, well, originally it was just me doing a big uh, written piece, semi-written, slightly improvised about a thing, to music, which people loved. Nothing wrong with that. People loved it. However, obviously, as anyone with half a brain will tell you, that requires a lot of work and organization, Um, not uh, someone with ADHD who's already trying to do a lot of things. For a living, I'm a comedian, an actor, writer, dancer, and I need to um constantly be trying to generate work to make money. So, you know, I'd just given myself a lot to do. Anyway, along comes my old friend, Jamie, my Mr. Tumnus, if you will, my friend. (laughs) What if that man was me? Maybe that man was me in the future. (laughs) It really felt like one of those Twilight episodes. You know what I mean? Twilight Zone episodes, not Twilight episodes. We didn't fall in love. But um, uh, yes, Jamie, my friend, who is neurotypical we believe we believe <laughs> it's yes. now got to the point where we, tra- we have to diagnose you with neurotypicality i think I yes think you get that diagnosis urgently because it's really <sighs> fucking up your life pal okay. um and i talk about these things different elements of life and jamie is going to give his opinion um so it's going to be the same kind of show essentially but it just won't Unless I sit down and go, oh, I've just written this wonderful piece of journaling that I must give out to the world, you know. Then maybe we'll bring that little feature of of me talking to music back. But if not, but generally, it's just going to be me and Jamie chatting for 45 minutes. And then we're going to do three a month. And then at the end of the month, bring on a guest is the plan. But with any ADHD Sounds- people, you can't hold them to that. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go that was a long introduction it's the plan for today uh, that was a long quite boring introduction but it was a lot of it it's the plan for today it'll probably
0: change next week it will change next week because we've it got was to a boring that. introduction i intro- i did enjoy the man walking down the hill i thought did that you? was I, I can't remember were you walking down the hill or up the hill i can't remember it's probably uh, not i was walking or... down
1: he was coming up okay coming up really odd guy uh I mean, that's a whole thing to talk about another day, isn't it? It's like when you realize neurodiverse people who you think of as odd or difficult are often neurodiverse and struggling, and don't know how to Mm. respond. But then that opens, and this isn't me trying to be PC or anything, not that I mind the whole PC thing, but like, I'm not trying to go, oh, we, we should probably say this, not this or anything like that. But it's like, I'm not, I don't want to tread on eggshells here. You can call me odd if you must, but it's like, yeah do we have to re re re-examine i'm having to re-examine my whole way of looking at people um particularly if people are rude or odd to me i Hmm. go oh there's something else going on with you there isn't there whereas before i would have taken that rudeness on and got really upset and it would have spoiled my day you know anyway that's a whole other thing to think about because that's not what we're talking about today today we're talking about friendship friends (laughs) my friend (laughs) um and do you remember my show carnival of monsters only very vaguely it was it was before i before i truly knew you right well to make this again to bring this back to me i mean it's all about me isn't it but i yeah. had a character in it who was based he was essentially frankenstein's monster from the old you know boris karloff but i just had a balaclava on somehow it really worked like this black suit and a balaclava kind of get, it was frankenstein the magic of theatre <laughs> <laughs> he just appeared. No, but i come on. Rah, rah, and they'd be like, friend? Friend? <laughs> to the audience. It was really weird. <laughs> Weirdly, that was before that man had said friend to me. I think my Uncle Keith used to say it. I think that's where it came from. He used to watch... We used to watch Universal Monsters together, which are the... And I'm still obsessed with them. The Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein. And I think a lot of people are. Do you know what? I definitely think the Universal Monsters, because there's this weird cult i don't i don't know if you call it cult at the time i was there massive in the 40s when they came out but then since then there's still these people who are who love them and obsess over them a bit like me and i definitely think that is neurodiverse people somehow right. finding this relationship this this uh, mirroring with right. these weird creatures because they're all sort of sympathetic you know the wolfman yeah. becomes the wolfman by accident he wants he doesn't want to be you know and in the end he makes um he makes them kill him, I think, doesn't he? I think it, he, he they shoot him and he's like, you know, it's a kind of like, you got to kill me before I change again kind of thing. Frankenstein, right. obviously just a, a big baby, you know. I mean, Dracula is sinister. He is an evil guy, isn't he? But ultimately, he's he is, again, cursed. He never, he didn't ask for it. He became but, a vampire and he's just man, living, doing the best he can with it. Man's got to eat, I think. Man's got to uh, eat, yeah.
0: What are you going to do? man's gotta eat, man's every, morning, got he, eat. <laughs> every morning he gets up oh i've got to do this again today you do not realize mr harker man's gotta eat that's, <laughs> that, that's how the, that's how it ends and it just closes up
1: on his face smiling um actually that's a really it's not great dracula one i'm afraid the bella lugosi one it's too it's 1931 it's too old it's too cranky and you know but frankenstein that first frankenstein a of frankenstein mwah! genuinely some of the best films ever made i think
0: saw i re saw the the bram stoker's dracula the um the gary oldman one oh, yeah. uh good oldman, you know what? i always get confused with gary oldman and gary newman and uh, it's newman oldman i don't know why um but it, have, you, have you said it, that joke before or is that a... probably probably okay, okay. um I don't. I talk a lot about Gary Oldman. I guess, um, yeah, it, it's not great, but it's a bit silly. But um, I thought a, it was dreadful. Yeah, I was very disappointed.
1: And then, right, uh, confession here. Okay, I got a little bit stoned. Wow, can't believe I said that. This was a long time ago. Okay, I don't do that yep. shit anymore. No, but I got I got stoned on on um, sort of by accident. Can't bother to go into that story, but um. And watched it one night in in my mum's house. It was on telly. And um, I it, it clicked for me. And it clicked for me the moment where you see the train. Uh, you see a train going through and it's clearly a model. And it's kind of a shaky model. And it's a, the whole thing. I don't think it 100% works. But the whole thing is a kind of love letter to those movies. I think Coppola's probably a Neurodiverse Universal Monsters fan <laughs> in my take. Um, but he... Um, it, it the whole thing is this kind of glorious homage. That's why it's kind of mad and ramped up. I mean, Keanu Reeves' accent is is an, is unfortunate, you know, but I think, but even that sort of fits in the way, like in the old Wolfman, you've got uh, Lon Chaney Jr. plays, Hi, I'm here from Bedford, or wherever it's doing, <laughs> he's meant to be like. Well, but in those films, what I love is they're set in in this imaginary world that's sort of Germany and Britain and America at the same time. It's kind of like yeah. American and then they're like, ah, the Burgermeister is here. <laughs> you know, and stuff yes. Like that. Which I love all that because they've got to have the whole town coming out of pitchforks and stuff. You know, I wonder whether the pitchforks thing and the burning torches, you know, with Frankenstein, it all fits into that sense of like, I'm neurodiverse, I'm weird. The mob mm. are going to, do you know what I mean? If I don't fit in, yeah um i mean to be fair he does drown a girl accidentally not accidentally. Cool. but yeah but i did this horror oh, friend friend pretty friend and <laughs> like friend one dance with friend and sort of dancing with the audience member it was one it was one of my that whole show i looked but i found it the other day and read through it and i was like oh my god this is one, I'm clearly quite unwell when I'm writing this. Like, there's a lot of very depressive stuff in there. It's funny. Mm. It's really, like, I was really, you know, you see me genuinely proud of yourself. Um, But, and also, it's clearly me trying to explain neurodiversity. Um, right. Many years before. Yeah. Which, yeah. which makes you think
0: maybe we don't need all these labels, because maybe they're actually, maybe they well, spoil art. Speaking of labels, I came across NeuroSpicy this week, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Neuro spicy, neuro spicy. It's a sort of fun way of talking about neurodiversity, Ooh, um, people are, okay, people self that. self self identifying as neuro spicy. Mm, what is it in a hashtag way hashtag in uh, in
1: a very much in a hashtag way, yeah. Right, and uh-huh. what don't you like? You don't like it's. I don't
0: know. I don't know whether it's. It
1: feels uncouth.
0: <laughs> yes, but it's one of those. If it's a self identified thing, then you know. Everyone feel free. Um, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, yeah, I guess, well, it's it's taking
1: ownership though, isn't it? Because what often yeah. happens when you talk to people, and this has changed literally over the, the the two or so years that I've sort of had the diagnosis, is when you start talking about it, um, before you really want to talk about it. You know, I have the joke about in my show that one of the symptoms of ADHD is you tell everyone you meet you've got ADHD, and it really is a thing. But you um what's changed is people are kind of like, no, you're not, you're all right. You're okay. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> like, and, and I think people are starting to accept by saying something like, Yeah, I'm neurospicy, it's kind of saying, No, no, it's a good, it's okay. <laughs> like it's yeah, it just explains me. It doesn't um it's not like, oh, oh no, I'm sorry, how long do you have left? kind of thing, you know, <laughs> or like, oh, that must be awful for you. I mean, don't get me wrong, many times it is awful, you know. It, yeah. it is stressful, but it's um, but yeah, I am starting to see the the power of it. Um, but yeah, so you don't. So where did you see Neuro Spicy?
0: I, I think I've seen it online. I think I saw it on 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 Twitter. We're still we're still calling it Twitter, aren't we? I'm still calling it Twitter. I always oh, will Twitter. always be Twitter. Yeah, I'm I'm I've...
1: doing all right on Instagram at the minute. I'm trying. This is very dull social media thing to say i'm doing all right on instagram and i i can't wait to the point where i've got more instagram followers than twitter then i think i am just gonna leave twitter because it's yeah. so unpleasant
0: i've enjoyed it's it so much but like i found i found a lot of friends there um yeah and it's very sad where it's gone but uh i've used it very little like in the last kind of few months um well, it's like but
1: going we, to a rally or something now, isn't it? It's like having a look in. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, you guys are here. Okay, I'll probably um. I'll probably leave then. It's like going to a party and a load of racists have been invited. I <laughs> it's
0: think really the, big, the, the big change for me was when they introduced that tab where it's like suggested for you rather than the people that you follow anymore. Horrible. And, yeah. and it defaults to that page. So every time yeah. you open it, you're like, you're reading through it and you don't notice for a while and then you think... I'm seeing a lot of a lot of crazy things that I don't think I. Why am I seeing this? It's, yeah. Oh, because because that's what I'm being pushed. Towards. And the for you stuff is like the worst stuff you'd ever want. That's yeah, pretty
1: bad. I, I find generally just really like, and and yeah, yeah. That's I, whole, don't, I don't know. we on Twitter, so I don't know who it's for, but it's not for but me. But you saw yeah, Neuro course, spicy, and you I did. Thought, so that's interesting. And please take no no shit. I'm not trying to have a go at you for this in any way but like as a neurotypical people why is that annoying what because I think no no, but there is this well there is this sort of backlash already to self-identifying I'm not sure what my opinion on self-identifying is by the way um well other than I guess I now self identify as autistic I was about to say but I don't really tell people about it but I'm literally on a podcast talking about it Um, yeah, but I was at a thing back home and, uh, and, and there was someone who, who, I knew and she was saying, um, someone I sort of grew up around, but she was like, they were talking, they were having just a general conversation. It was one of those things, you know, those conversations with people, this sounds so elitist, but back home, you know, when you go back home and family members and so on are there. And it's like, people are fishing to see what you'll agree with. <laughs> so she's like what do you think about it's neurodiversity then oh yeah yeah but the self-identifiers I mean they're just crazy aren't they you know it's that kind of thing and like you don't know I mean like fishing to see if what I can get away with saying kind of thing or what people will turn on me for but anyway but yeah she was very against well, surely, just, surely self-identifying is just
0: the bit before you get a diagnosis
1: yeah yeah I think so it's sort of going oh yeah that is me you know that is definitely me um It's such a realization when you get it, but I think people are equating it with all sorts of stuff, like almost like people finding God or whatever, I suppose. I suppose it's, I don't know, that sense of, do you know what I mean? That like it's, it's, it's a delusional thing. Have you Um, done that as well? We're going to have to start another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Finding God. (laughs) Finding God. Um, Or Goddess. Mm. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I let that that was on The Traitors. Um, Do you watch The Traitors? I do I want not to talk about the traitors I'm one day. It, it. All right, watch the traitors, and then let's do an episode on that because it's fucking great. Everyone's doing episodes on it, but it is in terms of the way brains work and the way humanity interacts, it's wonderful. It's incredible. Um, but there was a there was a bit maybe laugh where um, this woman said uh, she's like she's like I'm a Christian, so you know I believe in God. And this guy went, Oh, goddess. and she went, Yeah, sure. And I thought, Well, it's not though, is it? Because you're Christian, so it can't be. But anyway. <laughs> Bless them. They're all lovely. So, um, right, come on. We're 20 minutes left. We've only got 25 minutes left. Yes. So I asked French. you a question, which I haven't let you answer. Did you want to answer it? Why are you so prejudiced against <laughs>
0: Uh, Yes. And I mean, you know, every time you say neurotypical, it's a dagger through my heart. You know, it's a dreadful, dreadful slur. Um, <laughs> Do you think that's what's going to happen in some sort of like... Um... You know, Arthur uh, 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 C.
1: Clarke type sci-fi, all everyone's going to get this neurodiversity, where everyone's going to yeah, realize the neuro, and then neurotypical people—it's like the X-Men, isn't it? The normals are just going to be left behind. Yeah, I think everybody is like, sc- dying. Out. Out we just give everyone a score out of ten. And then- yeah, and the lower ones are just going to not be allowed to breed or anything, and all the yeah. all the all the full-on neurodiverse people are just going to rule the world and <laughs> fuck. And you'll be carrying all that shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll be going up the with 30
0: items under my arm
1: <laughs> so lovely what a beautiful future um uh yes on that note can i just recommend if you're a comic fan anyone you must read the Krakoa era of the x-men oh my god because i've just clicked i think that's kind of what it's all about what i just said okay it's great the crook, it's, I mean, it's, we're talking thousands of pages here. It's been going on for five years. It's just coming to an end now. But anyway, anyway, so this is about friendship. The thing I want to, I think this will probably be a many parter, or we'll come back to it at least. I've always struggled with friendship. I've struggled with keeping friends. I've struggled with sort of believing friends. I've struggled with just remembering friends so uh, and jamie i only got in touch with you recently hadn't spoke to you for ages you're pretty cool with that i think and you're quite happy to just pick up the baton whenever yeah. i get into a touch And you're not like oh right you didn't bother speaking to me for ages not that anyone's like that but um right let me very quickly get my thoughts on this but what i want to talk about specifically because i think it's an ongoing thing is i saw a thing about donald trump the other day I can't remember now where I saw it or who said it, but it was someone who had met him and they said about him, all his relationships are transactional. Right. Which I found, it really g- gave me a shudder. I found it very, Ooh, you know. Um, and I obviously, I, I very much dislike Donald Trump, but I think I can see elements of me in him or him in me okay where I, um, to the point where when I was in Edinburgh last time, I took a photo of myself and went, oh God, I look like Donald Trump, didn't I? From the side. And I sort of weirdly do a little bit. <laughs> and Like loads of people, I was expecting everyone to go, no, no. I put it on Twitter when I was still on Twitter. People were like, oh yeah, you do a bit. And someone like drew him his face around my face. And I was like, oh, fuck off. But uh, anyway, I can definitely see connections in the, because um, he is, he's he's charismatic. He's funny. Um, I know I'm saying I'm charismatic and funny, but you know, I am a comedian. I know how to go out and improvise when he's doing those speeches. I can see, I can see it's not a million miles away from like what I did last night at the gig when I came out and just kind of like got them all on my side by the end and kind of joined little japes. And do you know what I mean? And even the sort of slightly dog whistly thing. Which I mm-hmm. I don't do dog whistling, but I do do what is called mock decorum, which is what Frankie Howard used to do, which I really enjoy. Of just you tell a joke, then sort of point at someone and go, "Oi out, come on," you know. Yes. Or, ah, ah, that's too much, or whatever. I just find that kind of thing very funny. He does that basically. He you knows, no, no, come on. He does do that. He'll make a, and yeah. but he'll do in a horrible dog whistling way of like, "Oh no, we have to trust them, don't we? Oh yeah, we have to do the thingy. We have to blah blah blah. You know, and all that sort of thing." So I can see a connection there. And then this transactional thing, and I was just realizing, fuck, even like with you, you know, you, you work on my shows and you do this with me and you, and I'm, so I'm, I'm here in Froome right now. That's why this, if the sound isn't great, that's why, um, uh, supporting, uh, uh, Jonathan Pye, who is my old friend from, uh, from uni and um and his show's great by the way gotta say his new show is really very good but i um and but even there like he i i help him a bit sometimes with his his stuff and i guess he's using me in that sense but i i i I got in touch with him because i was like oh have you got any gigs coming up because i want to do loads of gigs and he was like oh yeah come and support me at these things you know and then i said um by the way, we could meet up and just have a coffee at some point. That's fine. I felt like I had to say that because I just, <laughs> not because of him, because of me. As in, because I never, I just, I never think to do that. Do you know what I mean? Or just mm-hmm. call people. And I really envy these people and just talk, call to people. Or you know, people who have a best friend, or people who are like that person will be my best man. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll never be anyone's best man, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's. That sounds very sad, but it's not really even a slight on me. It's not that I think people don't like me or anything. I just don't think anyone can ever be a friend with me in that sense because everything becomes, I either forget about them or it becomes transactional or whatever.
0: Um, So yeah, there's a lot of thoughts there. And in terms of and in terms of a wedding, you really do want them to be on point, don't you? Like you do it on time. Bring bring a ring. That's you know, oh, that's you got, a good point. Certain, actually, yeah, you've got, you got yeah. specific tasks. So, do
1: you think it would be have a trust got very issue? specific tasks. That's true. Actually, I'm some. I guess you do. That is a point. You do also want someone who is organizational. Mm. Is that why you think that you wouldn't be, or is it that you have you struggled? I mean, that that has never occurred to me. That has never occurred to me. It's only that I think. And it's not like, woe is me. I, I just think no one sees me as that person. Mm. I think my best friend, when I was like a teenager back home, who I'm still in touch with and I'm going to see soon, I think we had the closest thing to being that kind of thing. But it's almost like as soon as he... And this is what... It just genuinely sort of frighten me a bit, because it's very Donald Trumpian, I think. But like as soon as he like didn't... I think did I talk about him last time doing acting? And he, yeah, that guy. So he um didn't come away to uni with me, or do you know what I mean? And it was almost like it was almost like, oh, you're not good to me anymore. And that I didn't mm. have that thought. But looking back, I think that's sort of what happened. It's sort of like, oh right, on this, on this journey I'm on. And maybe we talk about narcissism as well as ADHD here, but I just kind of, you know, I I'm not saying I just dumped him, but I just I don't know. I guess I moved on, but I would love to have that. You know, when people talk about, oh, that's the person I'd die for, and they die for. Me. You know, my my a guy I met called. I was going to say my friend. Then. <laughs> Actually, I don't really know. But again, <laughs> same thing. But an actor I met called John Schwab, who weirdly I'd seen in the Reduced Shakespeare Company when I was like sixteen, and that was um, he was an inspiration for me. Mm. And then I met him on a job. That was a weird thing, but he um, he said, "You've got to have those." three, you know, two to five people, I think he, he said, who if you were to suddenly end up in hospital with a serious thing, people call them and they'll know what to do. Right. Do you know what I mean? And they'll they'll know who to call and they'll sort everything out and they'll blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God, I don't know, man, I don't have that at all. I have loads and loads and loads of people, like almost worlds of people, um, but none of them really. But in the at the moment, like you at the minute, because you're doing this with me, are that person for me. It's like, oh, I'll talk to Jamie about that. Oh, I'll message Jamie about that. Do you know what I mean? You're constantly in my life at the minute. Yeah. But I'll drop you like a stone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, which I think, but I think um, I won't drop you like. But I kind of I joke, but it's like we've been in and out. We do a lot of stuff, and then I just don't speak to you for months, do I? And I, I just yeah. really would love that. I mean, I also have a wife and my children. I don't know that. You need to them some attention. Yes. No, no. But we and we have a very I think my wife is actually my wife is my best friend. I know that's a very cheesy thing to say, but and has been around. We've been together 15 years, been married 15 years, been together longer. But um so we do have I guess I do have that there and that consistency there. Um but yeah, I just and I do have people who I know I mean a lot and they mean a lot to me, but it, it is uh it is genuinely a thing, you know, and it's, uh, it is, I looked up, it is an ADHD thing where you do find it hard to stay with groups of friends or to commit, uh, I mean, with commitment, it's also, I often think about a look, you know, I can never commit to what kind of clothes I wear or I always think like a tattoo, I'd love to have a tattoo, but I can never commit to what I am enough or who I am enough to have a tattoo. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's quite permanent
1: as well. That so. is me. It's very permanent. <laughs> I can't believe people do it yes I mean, they're cool but like they're very cool um anyway it depends on how i will shut up goes. now
0: I mean, if and... you've got like a, a tear tattooed on your on your eyeball you know that's, I mean, that's, that's that's very telling isn't it hard to take back really isn't it it's interesting you say about transactional because when mm-hmm. you gave the example of that two to five friends that you know if you're on your deathbed or in hospital they'd know what to do it's like i would have said they're the people that you would want to come to the hospital and be there you know supporting you but it was interesting that you said that they would know what to do like who who to call and oh
1: yeah what so you mean that is transactional it sounds like it yeah uh no i don't think that's what he meant i think he meant they will be there at the hospital but i think he meant um they're the people who will drop everything for you is what he means right so as in they will go okay jamie's in trouble everything stops we do everything we need to do to help Janie kind of thing mm.
0: does
1: that make sense yeah so I I don't think he was saying no I don't think it is transactional it's not like they've signed a deal
0: no no I <laughs> just thought we... it was like I thought it sounded like your mind had gone straight to like you know the, the, the sort of the tasks that they would be doing rather than
1: the, sort oh. of
0: the, the general sort of outpouring of love that that you'd that you'd want in that situation oh god maybe maybe yeah I should say again, not a therapist, just an observation could be completely wrong. Well, that's all we can,
1: that's all we have. That's all Mm -hmm. everyone has, isn't it? And I'm very lucky to have you. Well, most people don't. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Does it's it give int- you any problems
0: or is it you don't even really think about it or whatever? It's interesting because I'm here as, the, you know, the neurotypical versus your neurodiverse. And, and every single time I keep thinking, well, I don't know, maybe um, I'm a little bit similar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because I, again, my partner is is my absolute best friend. We've been together a long time. We spend like most of our time together. I have, I don't know if they're transactional friends, but I have like a group of friends from home, you know, from years and years back. Um, A close group of friends that I play fantasy league with, like, and just talk about sport and films and all sorts. And that's a sort of, that's now a WhatsApp group. We all live kind of far away. Um, There's four of us, one in America, um, uh, a couple in the Midlands, and I'm down in the Southwest. So we don't see each other nearly as much as we'd like. Um, But WhatsApp's been quite good for that because we've kind of, you know, I would say every day there's a few messages back and forth and it's uh-huh. good fun um but in terms of actual friends uh i don't i don't it's i have a similar thing i, I don't have a lot of kind of close friends i wouldn't say yeah um, but what what you have there sounds wonderful it's it's a really it's a very nice thing to have yes because it's a constant it's it's something that i know is is there and that will never that won't go away for me so you do have that they are they are your John Schwab friends I'd say yes they're just sort of imaginary friends there. they're not three-dimensional anymore they, yeah. they live only on the internet Um. yeah but that I think that is the, that is it that is
1: the thing because I think very few people because we all move around uh, you know and unless well we move around our sort of business and that we don't tend to stay where we were brought up and stuff I suppose a lot of people do, you know. And then I guess they are around their same friends all the time. And then I guess there's the opposite problem where you're sort of stuck with these friends that you haven't really chosen in the same way, maybe, you know.
0: Yeah. I think we're quite lucky that we've sort of we've all sort of evolved and not changed too much that we're kind of we have the same relationship that we did when we were like the four of us were 16. You and your um, mates.
1: That's great. Yeah. So um, I we've I do have, to be fair, I am on that what's a WhatsApp group. I've got a few. Again, I've got like my friends who I went to university with, I've got my old friends and I've got like my parent friends at the minute and I like all those people, but I find it very, I don't, I feel like I'm on the outside throwing stuff in mm. Um, and I, and this is more a WhatsApp problem, I suppose, but I'll say something and then immediately feel like I've said the wrong thing or they won't get that joke. Do you feel, I suppose you don't feel that you because with, with this friends group, you feel pretty kind of,
0: um, Oh, I mean, with those guys, I can, I can say pretty much anything. And I know that they'll, I know that they will instinctively understand it. Um, but the know, other yeah, other people, I think it is, yeah. it is harder. Yeah. And but that's more they, dealing with people you don't really know. And it's, that's the whole, yeah. f-
1: you know, not seeing their face and all that kind of, you know, it's, it's not a very, but, but. What I'm saying is, even with my oldest friends who have been, we went through teenage years together and a lot of stuff there. And they come to my shows and everything. And I think, I don't know if we'd ever say we love each other. It's not really that kind of thing, but I guess we do. But even there, it's like, I don't, I, I God, even very embarrassingly, they were coming down. And I got, got got so stressed because I said, um, I said they were joking about this falafel shop or something, and I suggested somewhere, and they they were saying this other place, and I left the group in anger. <laughs> we it, was anger it wasn't anger. It was sheer sense of, like, not belonging to the group, and then and I saw them all afterwards, and then we still met up that day. They all came down to where I live, you know, and it was like, but it was, and it was really awkward, because I'd obviously had this kind of weird hissy fit, and I couldn't tell why. I couldn't tell what happened. I just immediately felt an outsider and I'd I can't even remember what it was I said, but something wronged me within right. the WhatsApp group and I just left the group. It fell out of a chickpeas. So mental looking back. Not a great word to use. But um uh, and then we just had to spend that we had then we had a night out together with this awkward <laughs> thing that I'd left the group and then joined again and gone, oh yeah, I'm not sorry, I just got a bit, you know. I mean, to be fair they were trying to understand you know i mean that was in the early stage of self-awareness where i was understanding depression which i'd never thought i'd had and mm-hmm. then i was understanding like neurodiversity you know um and i've got to say generally at the minute me and my wife were talking about it i generally am just in terms of this podcast having worth or the whole thing having worth is like i am much happier right <laughs> the self-awareness and the sort of understanding is just just day to day i'm much happier so that's i guess why i'm going back and trying to and i did you know i to that group of friends i did send like a whatsapp message at like three in the morning or something because i couldn't sleep just sort of one of those i wasn't even drunk or anything just one of those sort of like i just got this overwhelming sadness that we didn't really see each other anymore you know and they were all really nice and response a couple of them were like are you okay i think it must have been quite a Intense message because people were like, "Do you need to talk?" and all this. Can I call you and all this stuff, you know? Which I didn't because I was like, but it wasn't meant to be a cry for help. It was a genuine, like, philosophical. I don't know, philosophical is the right word, but like an existential moment of just like, you know, here we are. You know, our lives have ended up far away, and and I just want to, you know um so it's so i guess it got either go either, either i walk away from people and just drop them and forget about them blah blah, blah or it's the opposite and i'm like too much <laughs> hmm. and they don't I really suppose- know how to deal with it and then i
0: probably get hurt from that and walk away you know so it's it's this weird cycle i suppose my relationship with with my very close friends like that for years and years has probably made it difficult for me to make new friends in a way um because i I kind of have the habit of I most of what I say is a joke it's it's like yeah I, I it's I'm just being like silly most of the time um and they understand that completely so I've got used to being able to be like that but then when you do it with someone new like it takes a long time to clear it's interesting with, with our friendship yeah. um I don't think we we haven't discussed it you, are, you and me yeah I um yeah. so when we were kind of becoming friends I think I actually found it quite difficult to click with you because I think you, you didn't see that, that everything I was saying was, was ironic or like, you know, uh, being silly. And weirdly, I, I think I always felt like I clicked with Anna better than I clicked with you for, for quite a while. Um, because maybe because Anna my character. Yeah. Maybe because that was straightforward and that was you doing the same thing. That was you kind of saying silly things and, um not not kind of being serious um yeah I don't know if there's anything
1: in that no that's yeah I think that's very interesting and I think weirdly what I have done it sounds very grandiose but I have like let Anna be infused in me I think not just I think I've accepted that is a part of me and a part that I really like like mm. um and rather than go and that's why I'm quite happy doing this stand-up as myself and just letting Anna in. And suddenly, like, within the stand-up, I'll just start talking really posh. And, like... Yeah. <laughs> and people just seem to accept it. But I think um, within day-to-day life, I've sort of accepted it in myself as well, and I'm finally sort of gone. And, yeah, that that whole... You know what it is with you constantly doing jokes and stuff? Which, weirdly, on this episode, you haven't done at all. I don't think okay. I've only done a couple. But, like... That's not slight, you know, but yeah, it is what it is. I think, ah, yeah, it's interesting. I think what I used to have, and I don't have anymore, but it's like this kind of, no, no, we're not doing that now. Do you know what I mean? We're talking about this thing. No, why Stop making jokes. Why is he doing that? Do you know what I mean? It's this... And I've sort of got this thing. Who does it remind me of? Oh, Ramesh maybe? I think I was working with him the other day and he does this thing where people, he lets people really, people really make him laugh. And I've started to do that and just let people really make me laugh. Mm. And I guess it's partly like, it's not all about you. It's not about your thing. This person is making a joke right now. And I, you know, even on stage, I never corpsed or anything. I was always very able to not let that affect me. And I'm just letting it in again. And it's wonderful. And like, it sounds fake. It's not like I'm going, ha, ha, ha you know. <laughs> but it, there is an element of that, of just like accepting and you like to do those little jokes all the time. And it's and it's wonderful. And I've come to accept it. Uh, I used to find it very difficult with my old double act partner because he was constantly doing them all the time. Um, I guess the slight difference is sometimes, and I don't mean to sound harsh on him, but sometimes his jokes were quite harsh, <laughs> whereas yours right. tend to be quite jolly <laughs> and just kind it's of, just, you know. It. Yeah, yeah. So those jokes, sometimes, is, is that actually having a go at me i can't tell you know whereas your jokes are very jolly and um yeah so i think that's what's happened but i think now i've kind of and i'm like oh fuck again wonderful the wonderful world of self-awareness a bit more self-awareness is like oh there's this great thing where like people are making jokes all the time and that's great isn't it (laughs) and what what a better world that is Mm. here's a guy i when i say all this stuff this isn't like that part is kind of conscious but generally it's not conscious it's not like i've sat here and gone he's doing that he shouldn't do that but i think there is this like i've again the transactional thing you've come on board in my life i can't remember how you came into my life through lucy obviously yes through my partner i guess i can say lucy's name can i sure does she mind you can yes she'll deny it i just did she yeah um so i met her first on a job So when did you come in? You just came into my life, Jamie. I arrived with her, You came into my life, and now you've took it over, (laughs) and it's beautiful. Um, You've, um, but yeah, I can't remember where we actually started talking about things. I guess it was through the plays. So you work on Lucy's plays. I have those plays, I think. I just chatted to you about, I guess, do you know what it is? It's almost like, I'm trying to decipher this myself, but maybe there's some autistic thing where it's like the first impression and it's very hard to shake it off. So the first thing you, you came on board, literally going, I can't remember, but I'm guessing, saw my show and had some interesting thoughts and I go, oh, Jamie's good for helping with that. Mm. Again, the transactional thing, he can be my friend, well, not even friend, but he can be a person. Who gives me thoughts on my show because i sort of trust him i do i've always instinctively trusted your take on stuff because it's not uh because it's um it's not like you know sometimes you get people who give notes and stuff and they're like yeah what you need to do is and they're obviously a no-no you know because that's their thing they're not embracing your thing and and you know making it better or or just sort of giving thoughts um so i guess maybe i took you on board (laughs) so to speak, in my friend catalog as, you know, you know, special skills helps with thing. And then you do jokes and I'm like,
0: well, no, no, there's other
1: people do that. But actually I do that. (laughs) Actually, I think you'll find I do that, but it's like, it is this revelationary thing. And I don't know if, I hope this comes across. I hope you feel this, but I feel much more now like our friendship is, is more just like, well, it, moves around, that it's fluid. Yeah. That it's not like, you are the man. You're
0: <laughs> you the are man the man does who, this. Tells me,
1: who gives me notes on shows and nothing else. Which I think maybe when you came camping with me, I sort of went, oh. I mean, yes. it sounds insane when I lay it out. But it, it is like, an, oh, he is a human being as well. It's like I think you don't eat or sleep or go to the toilet. You just exist. I don't, do any, give I don't do any notes. of me you exist yes, thoughts on my I play <laughs> i just go back to my tank oh, God. does that so? Out. having said that is that quite hurtful does that make me, and
0: does that make me sound dreadful or in any way like no not at all no i'm, I'm happy i'm absolutely happy to be used in that way yeah um, yeah really me.
1: but I. but that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm trying to move away from i'm trying to make my friendship with you you know and 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 um, Tom, who is Jonathan Pye, I think everyone knows his real name, but he yeah. he essentially gives me stuff, which equates to money eventually. And it's like, which is good to have that, obviously, but I don't want to, I get, I've known him for years. I get on very well and like him a lot, you know, and I'm like, well, actually, maybe we could just have a friendship as well. Mm. Even then it's hard to say, just have a friendship. Well, like I said, just have a friendship as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, some point. people
1: would go, which I've never had this clarity of mind, would go, no, that person's my friend. I don't want to work with them. Or I mean, again, to go back to my, you know, my double act, he he was, Ferg, I can say his name, he was like my best friend at uni. And that fell apart, essentially, because we worked together, I think. And it's, so there's a friendship, a very mm. strong, fr- like we were, you know, uh, Tweedledum and Tweedledee sort of thing. That friendship has, I've rekindled it recently, and that's good. And that's hopefully coming back. But even then, I was like, oh, maybe I could suggest we write a thing together or something. And I was like, shut up. Just don't do it. Just don't do it.
0: Yeah. I suppose it depends on the type of work i suppose in in the arts i think you can you can possibly get away with it but you'll probably fall out about something i mean i I say in in my capacity as a as a producer elsewhere that i often say that there's there are people that i'd love to have a drink with and there are people i'd like to work with and very very seldomly are they the same people um yeah because you often they just don't mix well
1: it's a bit of a road to ruin isn't it yeah potentially And I hate ruin. It's like Froom. No, actually, I love Froom. I can't wait to get out there. What a lovely chat, Jamie. Yeah. I won't lie, I I was a a steam train there, wasn't I? I, You didn't get a lot of words in. Did you do any research? Don't worry, we're up 48 minutes, but... Uh, In that case, yes, I did a a whole bunch. (laughs) But we don't have time. Did you have any tidbits you were going to maybe go, but don't worry if you haven't on any I just
0: got the word, I got the word NeuroSpicy, and I got that in early. Uh, Well done.
1: Do you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to say please go on our Patreon or become a Patreon if you want to help this carry on uh, and go to uh, patreon.com slash Colin Holt and please, please, please like and review the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you do because that really helps. And no one's done it for ages. And I keep looking and it keeps coming up with the same review, which is a lovely review but i can't quite understand what it means it had livs colin strangeness what does that mean livs I mean, colin that's, that's, strangeness i love it it's another
0: it's another like episode it.
1: Isn't it? that's like a lyric isn't it livs colin strangeness um from
0: scott walker late period livs colin strangeness <laughs> you should also mention that your uh, i am colin holt.com uh and i am colin Holt. And it's got links to all of your contact info and your dates and tour tour dates. So you're working at the moment. You're doing things. You out there? Uh, yeah, I'm gigging away. Um,
1: I want more. But as soon as I actually tell people I want gigs, I tend to get loads of gigs. So it's wonderful. But this week it's non-stop gigging, and it's got and it's great. I love it. And the stand-up's wonderful. And I'm doing proper gigs with it as myself now. I say proper gigs as in like the gigs I was doing as Anna, but yeah. now as myself. A couple where they were like, mm, we want Anna really. And now they've <laughs> finally gone okay fine i guess you're probably i guess me. i guess it's this guy yeah <laughs> which is quite weird and, and sort of sinister for me but um yeah so please and, and but please do book me there's there's links there you can you can go you can email me straight at colin at gmail.com is my sort of comedy address so email me there with and you can email us there with thoughts please do send us your thoughts we haven't not really getting anything from the community we have got quite a lot of listeners and stuff it's lovely but okay. um and if you don't want to that's fair enough but any any takes or thoughts or things you want us to talk about is wonderful uh, next uh episode we'll hopefully be talking to lovely george lewis who's a lovely man and we'll talk about what are the three things we did this this month gratitude friendship and
0: the derailment remember. the derailment train derailment. The time sausage the time sausage oh the sausage train the sausage the time train. sausage
1: slash sausage train um yeah lovely so i guess if you are neurodiverse and you struggle with these things do let me know but also um what i would say is just tips i have got which may or may not work for you is one is just when someone's doing a thing that's going against the thing you think they should be doing at that point, in a kind of like, Jamie is the person who gives me notes. Um, Just sort of sit back, see if you can mentally sit back a second, just go, oh, what are they actually doing? Oh, he's just telling a joke. Well, maybe I'll just laugh. And (laughs) I'm not trying to force you to be something you're not, I'm not saying that or anything, but, you know, to just sort of give it a go. And it's actually very pleasant. It's often very pleasant. And then there will be time for you to talk about your thing a bit later. Someone in in a... A thing I did see recently uh, is like, it had these kids uh, talking about, as a diagram, it had these kids talking about football and then the neurodiverse person comes up and goes, I like Minecraft. (laughs) And they're like, okay, um, we're talking about football. (laughs) And then, but then you can go, oh, right. And just kind of listen a bit or just say anything you know about football or even just like kind of, just like be there and then at some point go does anyone like minecraft though (laughs) whatever you know but when when it's time when you've got a gap (laughs) and then in this diagram someone goes uh oh yeah I like minecraft so then you can chat to them about minecraft um I probably explained that very badly and wrong I'll double check it uh but yeah so that's my little bit of advice if someone's if you're struggling with a friendship and someone's being a bit um not what you're thinking they should be doing in that moment or what you assumed that they would be doing just go along with what they are doing if only for a few seconds if you're like actually this is awful boring and i hate them then fine that's yeah. that's fair enough but just give them give give them a chance to look at it from their perspective or from their the way they're being and try and decipher what they are actually doing and give that a little shot there will be time to do your thing i think that's the other thing with actually you always think there's no time well if we don't talk about my play now then that's it end of the world you know but it's like no that we could do it tomorrow we could do it in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah
0: great right then gotta get on
1: yeah we must get on thank you jamie thank you mate. see you next next week see you soon yes next Catch time buddy all right i'm stopping recording now